Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> to make us understand we have to do better. Rev, I can see that you're at the airport and it's, it's, it's typical of you to, to not say no to joining us even when you're trying to catch a flight. I'll give you a quick last word if you have another minute. I think that it, it was hopeful to be able to see this legislation finally pass uh, that Cory Booker and then Senator Kamala Harris. But as I said in the Rose Garden, I also thought about not far from the White House. Uh, we saw just last week a black woman being questioned about race as she is now nominated to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. So when you look at the Republicans of the Senate Judiciary Committee that are still raising the same kind of bogus questions, it says that yes, uh, we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go. And if you don't believe it, just look at the hearings not a hundred years ago, but just last week, when you ask a black woman that has passed everything you could imagine to show that she's qualified, whether or not she practices religion, is she religious on a scale of one to 10, what is her score? Or ask her about a coloring book of a young white child and ask, do you think he's a racist and accuse of dealing with critical race theory? We still have a lot of work to do. Today was a good round but the fight is far from over. The Reverend Al Sharpton, thank you so much for making some time for us on your way to wherever you're going next. Uh, Yamisha and Matthew, stick around when we come back. The Reverend Al Sharpton, Reverend of what? I've never seen him preach other than the nonsense that he preaches on TV at nighttime. I ain't seen him preach. I'd like to know why it's considered racist to question somebody who's about to be on the highest court in the land about different parts of their life and different points of views that they have to see if they are radical or if they are not fit to serve as a judge because of whatever ideology that they align with. Okay, the fact of the matter is, Mrs. Brown has heavy ties to critical race theory. If she believes in that, then she has a very skewed point of view because she thinks that all white people are racist, and I'm sure that would affect the way she judges things. So I don't see why that's a problem. And asking if she's religious, I believe they ask the same questions to Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett and everybody else. They always want to know if you're religious and how that would that affect your decision making because it's supposed to be a separation of God and state, right? That, that's their whole ploy behind asking those questions. It's not racist to question a black woman to see what her qualifications are. And if she has issues like, oh, yeah, I don't know, being very soft on how you sentence pedophiles or uh, people that look at child pornography, if you don't think it's a big deal and you don't really sentence them appropriately or the way the law states that you should then that's something we should know because then just knowing going forward that if any of those cases come up in front of her, she's going to be very, be very lenient towards them. You know, uh, again, it's about qualifications. Do you belong on the court or do you not? 
my opinion, and it's not a racist one. I don't care that she's black. I don't care that she's a woman. I don't care what she is. My opinion is if you believe that inherently all white people are racist and bad, and you believe that pedophiles are obviously good, then my problem is that I don't think that you're fit to be on the court. (laughs) I don't think you should be anywhere near the Supreme Court because you are just dumb. And we don't need more dumb people on the court. Al Sharpton himself, if we're going to get into him, he should be ashamed of himself because here's a black guy that wants to say that everything is racist in society, but yet look at the height that he has climbed to in his career. Career of what, again? Reverend of what? What has he done in his life? Why, because he marched with a few people that made him very special? I mean, what have you done? Has Al Sharpton done anything to help out the African-American community? I mean, other than keep them in a, a panic or keep them in a, a mental state where they feel that they're at a disadvantage and that they can never be anything in life, that the white man's always after you, that the white man's holding you down, that everything is stacked against you, that you can't do anything in your life, other than feeding them that bull crap, what has he done? Nothing. It's amazing that he feeds him that bull crap when he has risen to the height that he has. Going back to what I was saying. He's been able to obviously get to a point in his life where he's getting paid a lot of money to be on television, to be a type of commentator on television. He's made a lot of money over the years and he got out of the situation that he was in. So rather than encourage his people and say to his people, hey, listen, we've already had a black president. Most sports figures, let's be honest, the best sports figures are generally always black. Okay, They're at an advantage there. They're just good at what they play. Uh, Entertainers, it's a level playing field. Judges, obviously, look what we're talking about here as far as uh, Brown goes. Anyways, judges, Police officers, governors, mayors, everything. What are black people not able to do? If you don't do it, if you don't chase that dream, it's because either A, you've been convinced that you can't and you're at a disadvantage, or B, you didn't make it because you didn't put forth enough effort. Maybe you need to try a different way and you can make it. There's nothing that they can't do, but people like Sharpton will sell his own people out and feed you a lie that you can't make it even though he did. Another thing that people in his position tend to do are the black people that get out of that mindset that realize sky's the limit that I could be anything I want to be that the democratic party is selling me a bunch of lies and they're just using me for my vote and they're keeping me down on purpose because it's easy to aggravate us and it's easy to get us routed up so that we do vote for them or they can control us in that way the ones that get out then they vilify them and they call them names like uncle tom They can't stand that they made it out. They can't stand that these people are going, hey, listen, don't follow what they're telling you to follow. You can do it. You can get out. You can think for yourself. You can make it. It is absolutely possible. Sky's the limit. And that they don't want that message getting out because the Democratic Party needs more than anything their vote. Yeah, I know the black vote is very important to them. So if they keep you in their slums and they give you a little bit of here and there and act like they're doing something to help you out and then they're always beating into your brain from birth 
that you are at a disadvantage, that black people are all, I mean, excuse me, that white people are always going to be racists and that you can't get anywhere. The majority of people, knowing or unknowing, uh, you know, you have been conditioned that way. So you grow up without any hopes and dreams and aspirations to be greater and do something more. It's a shame to see it. Al Sharpton should be ashamed of himself because he sells his own people out. Disgusting. All right, moving on to the border. Oh, we are having just a wonderful year so far at the border. In just the first six months of the fiscal year of 2022, we've already had one million encounters with illegal aliens. Excuse me, I'm flipping my paper here so I can read it. Just last month in February, 164,973 encounters with illegal aliens. Of these February encounters, more than 75%, a whopping 126,151, were single adults. More than 100,000 illegal immigrants are caught trespassing in the United States each month. They are expecting, last year we had a record-setting year, of 1.7 million illegal crossings, and they are expecting it to be much, much worse for fiscal year 2022. One of the reasons it's going to get real bad and something that may have held people off last year as opposed to this year is the Title 42 protections, where it prohibits the entry of persons who pose a health risk, meaning COVID, to the United States so that you can't come in here and just spread the love and spread COVID when people thought that COVID was actually more dangerous than it it really is. Uh, Trump put it in place. He was trying to keep them out, knowing that the illegal crossings, that would help slow it down and maybe deter some people from coming here uh, if you happen to be sick or just in general to slow down the influx of people that are coming here. Well, with Biden doing what he has done, and he's going to get rid of uh, Title 42, they are talking about eliminating it in the next couple of weeks. That is going to just be the green light for caravans to come and just say, hey, it's time to get it on. We can get in there. Biden's very weak on the border, and we're going to do it. Approximately 66% of the single adults encountered by the CBP in February were removed under Title 42. But that number is down significantly from the 90% of single adults who were expelled in February of 2021, just after Biden took uh, the White House, in which case he started changing all the laws at that point. So you can imagine what we are facing coming up here in the future. It's going to be ugly. I would say that we're probably on pace to be somewhere slightly over 2 million border crossings this year. If you just take the average number and you go up, it's like 2 to 2.1 million illegal crossings this year, which if you really want to put that in a good perspective, that's a greater population than probably around 10 U.S. states. Not combined, just uh, individual populations of those states. Did anybody happen to catch on Wednesday that Joe Biden got his uh, fourth shot. <laughs> He's now been uh, double vaccinated, boosted twice. Yeah. It's great. Just keep, just keep putting those chemicals in your body. I'm sure there's not going to be any long-term effects at all because they are so safe. People's hearts aren't flaring up. There hasn't been any side effects at all. You're not having uh, people's brains bleed or anything like that. Should be totally fine. 
I guess we shall see. You know, COVID has been obviously a nightmare. I think most people are exhausted. They don't want to hear about it. But COVID has been the biggest uh, sham in our times. Something that was nice that just recently was exposed was that Republicans covered uncommon CDC teacher union ties on COVID school, uh, COVID school reopenings in, in a guidance report. I'm going to read it to you very quickly. <clears throat> Republican lawmakers who sit on the House Select Subcommittee on the uh, coronavirus are releasing a report revealing a Center for Disease Control and Prevention official testimony claiming that the agency coordinated with teachers' unions at an extraordinary level in crafting its school reopening guidance despite the agency's earlier claims that such coordination was routine and non-political. Sure. Uh, On February 11, 2021, one day before the CDC publicly posted the guidance, ATF, which is the uh, American Federations of Teachers, Senior Director of Health Issues, Kelly Tratner, emailed the CDC Director Walensky asking her to insert the line, in the event uh, high community transmission results from a new variant of SARS-CoV-2, a new update of these guidelines may be necessary. Walensky, Director of the CDC, Passed along the emails to Dr. Henry Walk, the director of the CDC's Center for Preparedness and Response, who then revised the guidance in accordance with AFT's request. The emails also revealed that the CDC official, uh, official, excuse me, coordinated an earlier release of the final guidance to the AFT before releasing it to the public. Uh, Republicans reports uh, says that the Biden administration provided the teachers unions unprecedented access to the policy making process for guidance on reopening schools. They've been in bed the entire time. Now you remember that we've told you this, everybody told you this, excuse me. The, we knew that the CDC is full of crap all day, every day, and tomorrow. Nobody believes the CDC anymore. They have completely lost any credibility, I would think, with most Americans. I can't say all. There are a few knuckleheads still rolling around out there. But I would say with the majority of Americans, we no longer believe anything that comes out of that organization. Finding out that they worked with the teachers' unions, again, is not a big surprise because most things that were happening in schools did not make any sense. You remember that the guidance came out that the the virus was... Really not dangerous for children at all, especially healthy children. They really didn't have any issues. Uh, It would pass right through them. Most of them not really showing any signs at all. They also prove that children do not spread it to their parents or adults the way that adults would spread it to adults. It's common knowledge now that masking children, as we knew then, is useless because these cloth masks do not work and you cannot expect that a child even if using the correct mask would keep it on all day the right way not to mention you are restricting their oxygen it's making it uh, more difficult for them to understand social cues it's it's harmful to them it's more harmful than helpful But, of course, the CDC's working with Joe Biden and his cronies up there. Everybody's all in it together. They're all in bed together to create policies that promote 
fear would be my guess because if you want to retain the power that you have you got to try to keep most people afraid so they were abusing your children for just to retain power because that's the way I see it the fact that the CDC is working so closely with the teachers unions is already a big no-no those are two separate organizations one should have nothing to do with the other one the, the school unions should just sit back and take guidance like anybody else. If there's any questions, they can request maybe a review or uh, have a sit down and talk about it. I wouldn't see a big problem in that. But the fact that the teachers unions are dictating what the CDC's guidance is just shows you that the CDC, are they giving you real data? Are they giving you real science? Well, obviously we know they're not. It's not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to you, but there are some people, again, like I said, there are knuckleheads rolling around that would still be like, well, wait a minute, but the CDC said that that's the way it was. They said if I wanted to avoid COVID, all I had to do was go home every day and stand on my head for five minutes, and I would never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever get COVID. And you have people that would actually do it. The rule of the, the role, the rule, the role, excuse me, (laughs) of the CDC is to actually get data, science-based data, and present it to us with truth and facts to back it up. So if we all look at it, here it is. We're going to lay it out for you. Look at it for yourself. This is what it is. So all of us would be in agreement and say, okay, the data is legitimate and that's what it is. If the CDC is taking orders, marching orders from the school union who, I mean, you see what the school unions are all about. I mean, look at Florida. Look what's happening in Florida right now. I know this is a little off subject, uh, but this whole don't say gay bill, that it it's just keeps going on and on and on. They just, they don't want to let it go. It's, it's the new battle of their times. Oh my God. Nowhere in the bill does it say anything about gay. It doesn't even say the word gay in the whole bill. Okay, read the bill. It's not that long. Okay. <laughs> I mean, mo- most of the bill focuses on things that I would say generally, if you read them over, you'd be like, uh, okay, that's just like common sense. And then the part that they're most focused on about not having any type of sexual conversations or gender conversations as far as lessons go and leading children in a direction for kids that are under eight is a problem for them. Then like I said, I've said in plenty of other uh, videos and episodes, and then you're a pedophile. If you want to talk to kids about sex, because kids don't think about that, and they're not going to ask you about that. Okay, so if that's something that you feel you need to do, why don't you go see a psychiatrist or something, because you probably need some help for yourself. But the teacher unions, they try to indoctrinate your children. They have an agenda. This isn't about, like, let's provide the best education to make sure these kids are so up-to-date on history and science and technology and how to, to correctly do their finances and you know, even, even into the liberal side of it, you know, poems and art, you make them worldly, fill them with knowledge. No, we're not doing that. You have an agenda. You have a set agenda that you want these kids to learn, to lead them into a direction that you want them to be. So that way, yes, it's the long game over time. They will be whatever it is that you want them to be over time. If they want them to hate the United States, if they want them not to know the history, if they don't want them to understand the the true science of gender, they're going to teach it in a way that as they grow up, as they become, these kids become adults, they're going to be confused. They're going to lack the correct information and then they're easily fooled. And if that's what they want so that that way they can control society, that's what they're going to do. So going back, if the teacher's union 
is giving orders to the CDC, it's obviously all for a political purpose. It has nothing to do with science. It was not beneficial at all. And all of it is just a big lie. You see, once again, the reason I point these things out and I bring these stories up is you just give it a little bit of time and everything that myself and multiple other conservatives and even some uh, moderate Democrat uh, commentators have been telling you for the last two years, give it a little bit of time, even though we were crazy six months ago, now today, here it is, here's the proof, the proof is in the pudding, it always comes to light one way or the other. Okay, changing subjects. House Republicans expand offensive map following a nationwide redistricting developments. They are going after the uh, Democrats. They're going after 70 to 72 seats. They're finally, I would say, the Republicans are showing some backbone and and, uh, they're going to try their best to have a heavy majority because of the way they're targeting 72 different Democrats, they're going to have a heavy majority in the House. I hope that they are successful. They are putting together some very strong efforts to go after these 72 seats. I would read you all the names, but it kind of seems pointless. It's, I would say, probably seats in just about every state. I mean, I don't, just as I glanced over the uh, article, I don't generally see any States that I could think of that they missed, there's a little bit everywhere, including Florida where I'm at. So they're even going after some seats here, which, hey, the more the merrier, the better. You know, get a super majority in uh, uh, in the uh, House, and hopefully we can do the same in the Senate. Uh, I think we are more likely to definitely retake the House. The Senate, um, the closer we're starting to get, the numbers that are coming in, we could potentially pick up three to five seats, which is perfect because that just means that they can't pass on a 50-50 split. They can't pass any of these radical ideas. So we can pretty much stop everything. I would like to see closer to 60 seats. I don't think we're going to get there. It would be nice because, you know, you always have a few people in the party that tend to defect even um, like like a Romney. You know, I, I like to use him all the time because that guy, he's just, I don't know, somewhere in left field. He definitely needs to be unseated and put a real conservative in his seat, and that would just make us even stronger on the right. Not to have complete control. I mean, I, I'm not a control freak. But what I am about is saving this country. And if that means that we need to have both the House, the Senate, maintain those, and hopefully in 2024 we have a very strong president either come back or a new one, which I'm hoping for a comeback, Um, we can get things done that'll insulate and protect this country for decades to come. He can reverse course and fix a lot of things that are here. And by he, I mean Trump, obviously. And I would venture to say that after Trump does his stay in the White House, if that's the way it's going to go, and I believe that we have a very, very good shot at Trump coming back because I think most people are seeing how much the Democrats suck and don't know what they're doing. When he does come back, uh, ideally... I would probably say Ron DeSantis would be your next in line. And if you could do Trump for four and DeSantis for eight more, 
I would say we have corrected the ship enough that it will take them another hundred years to make an assault like this on our freedoms and try to bring this dictatorship uh, over the over the globe. Because I, DeSantis don't back down either. There's another guy that's not backing down at all. So hopefully that'll be uh, where we land. All right, that was Thursday's episode. I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please rate and review me. Great help on uh, Apple. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, Facebook, I'm at Little Joe's Conservative Corner on, uh, oh, Jesus. I'm having a brain moment here. Oh, Gab or Parlor, I am at The Real Little Joe. CloudHub, I am at Little Joe CC. Twitter, I am at LJCONSERCRN. Parlor, I mean, excuse me, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. YouTube, Little Joe CC. I got to get all these names together. It's just. Depending on what you put somewhere, they're either taken or there is a amount of shadow banning going on. If I use the word conservative, it's like I'm setting off an alarm for them, so which is why a lot of times I don't do that. Um, yeah. Oh, and if you'd like to contact me, go to uh, littlejoecc.com and go to the contact section. Otherwise, we will do it again tomorrow.